Yo, welcome to the Culture Cut Up, where I, your host, Amon, will break down everything under the sun when it comes to pop culture. That ranges from movies, games, music, and anything else. So make sure you follow the channel if you like the content. Now let's get into it. Alright, now if you couldn't tell by the name of the episode, today I'm going to be giving you a crash course on Marvel's Breakout TV series. And so if you haven't seen yet, take this as your spoiler warning and get out of here. Marvel Studios decided to drop their usual format to give us an elaborate mystery that included two of the world's most powerful Avengers. And then on top of that, each episode seemed to pick up on the stylistic traits and features of a different decade in television. The first two episodes were shot almost entirely in black and white to replicate an I Love Lucy or Bewitch type vibe. They used this time to get the audience accustomed with Westview. Wanda and Vision had moved to live in a perfect suburban neighborhood, complete with a nosy neighbor, neighborhood, watch, and all. Although everything was supposed to be perfect, it seemed like every episode there was always something trying to bring Wanda back to reality. Then almost every episode, something would go wrong, and you could surely find Agnes the nosy neighbor at the door with whatever they needed. But then again... The initial first couple of episodes left us with some big questions, the first of which being how is Vision still alive after we've seen him die in Infinity War? The second, who is Agnes? And the third, what are they doing here? Vision, the most advanced synthesoid on the face of the planet, started to get his own questions because he was starting to notice the gaps and loopholes in the story that was creating his environment. But just as he began to poke and prod, he got distracted by twins. Throughout the episode, there were multiple indicators in Wanda's face to have children, and then she just thought them into reality, bringing in Billy and Tommy, also known as Wiccan and Speed from the comics. After helping Wanda deliver her babies, Monica Rambeau starts to ask Wanda about her life, and Wanda explains that she herself was a twin. After hearing that, Monica breaks character and name drops Ultron, which brings Wanda back to reality, and this was not a place she wanted to be. She kicks Monica out of the town whose rules she wrote with her own mind, and this is how we find out that Jimmy Woo, along with Darcy Lewis, have been helping S.W.O.R.D., basically the new S.H.I.E.L.D., uncover the Maximoff anomaly and help the residents of Westview, New Jersey. For the intro to the next episode, we're shown a scene that demonstrates the effects of the blip away from the battlefield with Thanos. We see people rematerializing out of thin air, which causes panic and confusion all throughout the hospital. Among the chaos, we see Monica Rambeau was one of the people who was fortunate enough to return from the blip. In the five-year time period she was gone, her mother, Maria Rambeau, had passed. Fast forward to real time outside of the hex, Monica comes across the revelation that Wanda is actually altering reality. The acting director of S.W.O.R.D. after Maria Rambeau had passed, Mr. Hayward, had believed that because of Wanda's advanced powers, she was ultimately a threat and needed to be taken out. Monica argued that Wanda didn't want to hurt anyone, but in order to shut that down, Hayward had showed a video of Wanda stealing Vision's body. That act in its own had violated the Sokovia Accords, making her a criminal. 
inside the hex, we see that the boys can age themselves up whenever they want, and Vision's just getting more and more questions after intercepting a message from S.W.O.R.D. about the Maximoff anomaly. While Vision was on his way home, Wanda and the kids returned from a walk and seen Agnes holding the corpse of their dog, Sparky. To stop the kids from aging up at the sight of it, Wanda tells them that they can't bring anything back from the dead, which seems hypocritical because Vision is standing right there. Later that night, after everybody gets comfortable and the kids go to bed, Vision confronts Wanda about all the things that he's been noticing. And Wanda says she has no idea how any of this is happening. We get an insanely human scene from an android when Vision reveals that he's scared. He doesn't know who he is, which means he doesn't remember anything about Tony or Ultron or anything about Thanos. And he's just a shadow of the character that we once knew. As the conversation dies down, we hear a knock at the door and we see Evan Peters from the X-Men universe who returned to play Quicksilver again. After seeing that, the nerd collective as a whole went crazy and theories started floating everywhere. We heard things about the multiverse, the devil, Mephisto. And then just to stir the pot even more, Paul Bettany, the actor who played Vision, said that he got to work with someone who had, he had always wanted to work with, which just got fans even more excited. The next episode, we get an amazing Halloween episode where we see all of the characters in their comic book accurate costumes and some serious foreshadowing where we see Agnes in a witch costume. While the family goes out to trick-or-treat, Vision says he's going to help with the neighborhood watch, when in reality he's investigating Westview and tries to escape and in the process almost dies. That caused Wanda to expand the hex, taking everyone who was outside of it, including Darcy Lewis. The next episode, we see Wanda's losing control of everything because she exhausted herself by expanding the hex. All the furniture and food that's around starts changing because everything's just out of control. Agnes offers to take the kids off of her hands and she's relieved because she needs the break. Wanda shows her vulnerability in a Modern Family-style interview, and she questions why can't she fix this. And the interviewer, who usually just remains silent behind the camera, asked her, Do you think this is what you deserve? We, the audience, are forced to assume that that's just Wanda's guilt radiating out from the characters in her world. After a failed attempt to use a machine to enter the Hex, Monica runs in by herself, which grants her the powers of her comic book accurate part, Photon. She sprints to Wanda's house and she runs in and tries to reason with her. Wanda never wanted to see this woman in her home again, and she immediately begins threatening to fight her and throw hands, and it got real, I ain't even gonna lie. But then at the best time possible, the nosy neighbor Agnes comes in and swoops Wanda away into her home to calm her nerves. When Wanda enters, she sees the TV on with kid shows and uneaten sandwiches with child-sized bites, but she doesn't see her kids anywhere. And after asking Agnes where they are, she sends her down to the basement to find them, which is where we find out. Every mishap the family encountered was Agatha, including the fake Pietro that looked nothing like Wanda's actual brother, but she was willing to believe it out of her own pain and grief. 
Agatha starts to poke and prod directly to find out who exactly Wanda is because she was attracted to Westview from the afterglow of a thousand spells being casted at once. Wanda tries to fight her way out, but Agatha gives her a Witch Lesson 101 and by casting runes around the room preventing Wanda from using her spells. Wanda initially denies that she's a witch, but Agnes takes her on a journey through her memories and convinces her that she is. She develops a theory of who Wanda could be, but needs more proof, and it takes us to Hydra headquarters where we see Wanda interacting with the Mind Stone and it attaches itself to her. And in the process, we see an amazing silhouette of the Scarlet Witch. Agnes basically fills, oh, excuse me, Agatha basically fills us in on the prophecy of the Scarlet Witch and reveals that there is an entire chapter devoted to her in the Darkhold, which is the book that was missing in Doctor Strange. She deems Wanda too dangerous to be left with her powers and tries to take them for herself. Now let me backtrack a little bit. Before all this started happening, Vision encountered Darcy Lewis, who started to explain his origins to him. Upon finding out who he is and all the pain that Wanda suffered, he goes back to the house to try to be with her. And at the same time, we're introduced to Project Cataract, also known as the White Vision. He's sent in to collect the vision that we all know for parts, pretty much. Only one vision is allowed to stay standing, and White Vision is going to make sure that it's him. They start duking it out for a little bit, and we see Vision start phasing through his attacks, which would have been an amazing trick to do in Infinity War, which could have stopped everything. The Vision we know from the Hex puts an end to all the fighting by explaining to the White Vision that he's not the real Vision. The White Vision needs to locate the real Vision and destroy him, so he asks for more elaboration. This is where the Vision that we know introduces the idea of the Ship of Theseus, um, basically, basically it's a paradox about one's identity. Now, let me explain. It revolves around one specific theory. Now, with the actual ship of Theseus, it was being held in a museum because, you know, it's history. So why not? But, um, every couple of years or so, the wood decays and they have to replace it. Now, the vision from the hex explains that if this, if the, you keep replacing the wood... Would the ship that's in there actually be the ship of Theseus if it's not made out of the actual material from the original ship? God, my head hurts just trying to explain that. But by those same rules, he himself is not the real Vision because he's not made out of a single bit of the original material. And the white Vision is. Then the Vision from the Hex somehow returns all of his memories to the white Vision... And the white one then proclaims that he is Vision and flies off. Now on the other side of Westview, Wanda's currently fighting Agatha for her powers, and which was, my, in my opinion, was a rushed climax, if I'm honest. But Wanda uses her wits and uses the same runes that Agatha kept her from using her powers on the walls of the Hex, which prevented Agnes from doing anything. Then Wanda ultimately takes her powers back and becomes the true Scarlet Witch of Prophecy. On the ground, Hayward tried to kill the boys and got wrecked by them, if I do say so myself, with a little bit of help from Monica Rambeau. 
after the dust settles and the credit rolls, we got two prose credit scenes, the first of which being Monica Rambeau called into a theater by a person who just so happened to be a scroll. They basically call Monica up to the stars, which sets up Captain Marvel 2. In the second post credit scene, we see Wanda sitting in a cabin drinking tea, and as she walks into the house, we see her astral projecting and learning from the Darkhold. We had never even seen Wanda be able to do any astral projection, and we, we know exactly how hard it was for Doctor Strange to learn. So, it shows us that her power is developing at exponential rates. At the very end, we hear the Billy and Tommy scream out for their mom one more time. She opens her eyes, indicating she will be looking among the different universes for her children. Throughout the series, we got multiple commercials that reflected on Wanda's past, present, and future. A stark toaster that symbolized the bomb that killed her parents. Hydra soak, which reflected on her time being held captive by Hydra. Lagos paper towels, which references Captain America's Civil War when she had accidentally blown up a building in Lagos. Nexus medicine, which indicates that she is indeed a Nexus being like from the comics. An eerie yogurt commercial that was based around Yo Magic and a Strucker watch. I know a lot of people have their own opinions about WandaVision, but I personally love the series. It's an amazing reflection of grief and takes us along the lines of Wanda's pain throughout her entire life. It provided amazing backstory for the character of Wanda Maximoff, and it had the perfect release date in contrast to the real world. Wanda isolated herself to deal with her grief at the same time that we were all forced to be isolated in our homes to deal with the virus. The moral of both of which being that we have to accept things that are out of our control. I love that this was not action-centric unlike the rest of the MCU and focuses on psychological aspects of heroes. But ultimately, I think because of the theories that the fans were circulating, it got overhyped and it kind of killed the story. People expected some big extravagant thing to happen in, th in the end and were ultimately disappointed by the ending we got. So to me, the ending was killed by fan expectations. But overall, I can appreciate the things that WandaVision set out to do and build for the MCU. So for me personally, it was 10 out of 10. It was an amazing series. I sat in my house eager to see the next episode and even stayed up until 2 o'clock in the morning sometimes to see it. Now I hope you go watch it for yourself because it is honestly worth it. Join me on the next release for another in-depth breakdown on everything that happened. Peace. Yeah. <laughs>